Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to open in prayer. Jesus, Messiah. The long-awaited King, Saviour, Friend, Son of God, we gather here in your name, Lord, as we do regularly, but particularly this morning, Lord, we, we come together in your name. Celebrating and remembering and believing, Lord, that we are in a time like no other. That we are in a generation that no longer has to wait. The gift came and we live in a time, Lord, now where we can choose to accept that gift. And so as we gather in your name, Lord, Messiah, Risen one, speak to us today, Jesus, this Christmas day of 2022. Amen. I wasn't expecting to get moved, getting ready to speak to you today. But I think about the way God chose to send his son. I really wasn't expecting to get emotional, so I might need some tissues. Um, And I, you know, that video is not something I made. It's not something our team made. It's something I I saw and I thought, wow, that's really well made. Nice and short to the point. Um, Imagery is beautiful and and kind of gets our mind off. and, 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 you know, the young ones maybe just steers them back towards where we want to focus this morning. Such a, such a scene, that, that nativity scene, that image, and I, I know we have a nativity scene, little um, ceramic people that we set up on a shelf, um, all the characters, you know, they're not characters from a story, they're not Rudolph, they're, not, they're, they're actual historical figures, Mary, Joseph, those wise men, the gifts that Alex spoke about. So they're not characters, but, you know, that we, we have symbols in our mind. We have imagery that we particularly come back to at this time of year. And we could talk about, well, is it the right time of the year? But for me personally, I don't think it really matters. I love that we have a time in Australia where the, the whole country stops. <laughs> you know, we were listening to mainstream radio on the way here, not Light FM and not, not any of the other awesome Christian stations that you can tune into. And there was Jesus songs on the radio today, mainstream radio. And I think that's awesome. But that imagery um, really moved me this morning when I think about Jesus coming as a baby, God sending his son as a baby. I was asking um, my two, our two youngest children last night, we're trying, again, trying to set the scene. They're excited, of course. There's nothing wrong, um, child or adult. There's nothing wrong about being excited about giving or receiving gifts. I think that's, again, a wonderful aspect of, of celebrations and Christmas. And they were excited Christmas Eve. 
But I felt prompted to ask them last night as they were getting ready for bed, Alana and Declan, is what do you, how do you think um, Mary and Joseph would have felt having a brand new baby in a, in a stable? And their answers were so interesting and just focusing on that. And then we talked about the, the, the discomfort, um, how unusual it would have been. We talked about animal manure. <laughs> we talked about the feeling of, of hay and, and, and this, the actual tactile, the uncomfortableness of that setting. Nothing like a hospital, nothing like a hotel. And I think it was a really positive thing for, th for them to consider that. That their saviour came into the world in such a way. In such a way. And, and, and just to explain, that's what really moved me this morning. And I've, I've known the Christmas story. I've known the nativity story. I've been privileged to have, to have been uh, taught that from a really young age, like we are doing with our children. Um. And so I, I, I count that as a privilege to have known for many, many years now and to come back to that, the, the real authentic reason of why uh, we celebrate Christmas. And yet, you know, on my 36th Christmas, I can still be moved by the imagery and the notion that my saviour and yours came in such a way and so I'm going to be sharing today on this scripture that you can hopefully see above my head in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it's a very well-known verse, um, and it's in the Old Testament. And so we're coming to a verse which we know and scholars know is prophetic. It's a prophecy of essentially the Christmas story, um, essentially the coming of a Messiah, the one they were waiting for. And this prophecy is particularly about uh, Jesus coming as a baby. It says child there, but it says born. And so the first part of the scripture, I'll just read the whole thing out, but it says, for to us, a child is born. Now, if a child is born, Nothing's changed from centuries ago to now. A child is born as a newborn baby. Um, children don't thank the Lord. Children don't get born as, you know, the size of a three-year-old. So we know that child, we could, we, could, we could switch that to the word baby. A baby is born. To us, a son is given. Okay, so straight away we know it's a male baby, human baby that's going to come, that's been prophesied, it's being waiting for, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called. So before I read out um, these four uh, terms here, um, he will be called. Now, right here in this passage, we in this verse, we don't see an actual name that Mary was asked to name her son. We have, we're not in that part. And so these four, uh, four phrases I'm about to read from this scripture are actually names of his nature. And so if you, if you do some study into that, um, essentially these are not phrases that they would have called a person, even in the Hebrew. Okay, so these are now pointing straight to a real human being being born 
that is going to have this nature. And so here we go. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So there's four statements there, four phrases, four characteristics of the nature of this person who's going to come, not yet come at this time, and this is what he will be like. So to give you an understanding of that, um, I guess you could, if, if you want to call out to God and, and pray to him, you could say, hey, wonderful counsellor, you could. But of course, those of us who know him and know um, the many names that you can cry out, these are not the ones we're going to say out loud. These particularly point to his nature. His name, of course, was Jesus. And Mary had no choice in that. I know Alex and I, um, we're very blessed with three children. And, of course, one of the things is what do you call the baby when you know you're pregnant? And especially, I think, well, for me, especially once I knew um, if they were boys or girls, then I was like, hey, what are we calling this baby? Mary didn't get a choice. Mary was told, assigned, what she would name this son. Um, And these are not it. And so even though it says, and he will be called, so I'm really trying to point your attention to this, he will be called, this is now showing you and I, but essentially the people of the time, what this person will be like. Our son Declan has a pretty special meaning to his name. We, that was something that was important to us when we named our children. We obviously wanted to like the name. We wanted to both like the name. We wanted to like the way it sounded. We wanted to like the way it looked on paper. Well, that was me. <laughs> I wanted to like the way it went with our surname. I wanted to make sure, you know, they didn't have first cousins or siblings or close relatives with the same name, all of those things. And then we also looked into the meaning of names that we liked and we wanted to make sure that the meaning was, um, you know, not, not anything bad, of course, but meaningful. And uh, all three of our children have um, wonderful meanings to their names, but Declan's name means uh, full of prayer, uh, sorry, man of prayer and full of goodness. And, and I like to declare that sometimes over him, um, remind us and remind him that that's the meaning of his name. And, and really it's interesting because um, you start to see some of the, the nature of that come to fruition. And I know I'm not the only parent that sees that in their children. And then if you don't see it, you can declare it. You know, in the times that you don't see it, you can declare it. Here's the thing. Mary and Joseph would have never had to declare the nature of Jesus over him in a disciplinary way. He would have been consistently mighty God, consistently and overwhelmingly the Prince of Peace, the nature of God. And yet I don't, we don't get around saying, man of prayer, pick up your your clothes from your room, man of prayer, full of goodness, finish your dinner. Of course we're not doing, that's not his name. And Jesus is Jesus. We call him Jesus, Yeshua. This is his nature. By no doubt, by no flicker of time when he was fully God and fully man, would he have ever not been a wonderful counsellor, 
mighty God. That mighty God is the deity of God. So it's really interesting in this prophecy that um, the two elements of, of what makes Jesus the saviour, the, the, the awaited Messiah, we know he's come, we're not waiting. The two elements in this one verse point to Jesus being fully God and fully man. Not half-half, fully God, 100% God, the Son of God. He was already with the Father, already with the Holy Spirit. Fully God and yet fully man. And in this verse, it would have been incomprehensible for those who would have uh, read this and heard this before Jesus. It would have been incomprehensible because they were literally waiting for a person to come and sort out everything that was going wrong. A time of not peace, not good government, not good kingship, in fact, very rarely. And a disconnect from a mighty God as well. And so it's really interesting and we need to be so solid on this as Christians and disciples and those who then share our faith and our theology. We need to be so solid on this that Jesus was 100%, 100% and still is 100% God. For to us a child is born. That's humanity. So in, a, in, a, in one sentence, in a few short phrases, God has just gone, boom. I'm about to send someone who is God, mighty God, and yet human like you. It's incomprehensible and it is such an essential part of what we're standing on, on our foundations. It's such an essential part. So today I want us to focus on the nature of this Messiah who we're no longer waiting for. How do I know we're no, we're no longer waiting? How do I know? The thing is that this was literally like hundreds of years before the Christmas story, this prophecy. I am so thankful I'm not in that time of waiting. I don't know about you. I am incredibly, I guess, the, the longer I am a Christian on this earth, the more I realise of what a privilege it is to not be in the waiting. It's incredible. And yet I know that this was a prophecy a couple of chapters before this, in chapter 7, also talks about a child going to be born, Emmanuel. And there is no reason to think that this, a couple of chapters later, in the same book of Isaiah, is pointing to a different person. There's no reason to think that. It, it's come back around and talking about this same awaited one, this, this anointed one that's going to come. The fulfilment is found in so many places. Let me just tell you where it's, where it's come, the fulfilment. How do I know I'm no longer waiting for this? Is there anyone, anyone more wonderful, any, anyone more mighty, anyone more eternal, everlasting, or anyone more 
Prince of Peace-ish than Jesus who came. Jesus is a historical figure. I don't need to prove that to anybody. He is a historical figure. But how do I know that I'm not waiting for this person though? Matthew chapter 12, Luke chapter 1, John chapter 14, Acts chapter 10, Romans chapter 9, Philippians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 2, Thessalonians chapter 3. There, are, there is more evidence of the fulfillment than the prophecy. There's more evidence of the fulfillment than the prophecy. Now it takes faith to believe that the fulfillment is for you. You don't need to prove it. What It takes faith and trust and surrender to decide that fulfillment is for you. So I want to talk about these character traits of the Saviour who has already come, the Messiah. And what you can call him. Who do you need Jesus to be in your life? Because he can be all of these things, but maybe you need a particular aspect of this. And maybe we need to understand what it means. I don't need to conjure up something. I don't need to beg somebody to be who they are. So in your prayer life, I don't need to ask Jesus to bring me peace. What I need to do is say, Jesus, come and be with me because you are the Prince of Peace. I don't need to ask him to be a wonderful counsellor. I need to go to him and seek his counsel. I need to go to his word. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I, what a relief that I don't need to ask him to be who he is. Have you ever had to ask someone to be a little bit more the way you would like them to be? I have. And I know I've needed to be asked that or reminded of. I never have to ask Jesus, the Messiah, to be who he is and he never wavers in it. So what do you need to call him? Let's go to Wonderful Counselor. And as it's on the screen, you can listen to my words. So this is all from Isaiah, but all throughout the beautiful richness and the tapestry of Scripture, it's not just pointed in one place. It's all throughout the evidence, the proof, the reminders of who our Saviour is. So a wonderful counsellor, let me just talk about what this means. Wonder, wonderful, it means marvellous, extraordinary. And, and as I mentioned before, incomprehensible. It would have been beyond the normal capacity and still is really for our human minds now to understand how someone could be completely perfect in their ability to counsel us. No bias, no agenda, know what's in it for me. God's not charging you money when he counsels you. Wonderful, incomprehensible, infallible, never wavering, not needing a sabbatical, wonderful counsellor. Do you need to call him wonderful counsellor? Do you need to seek his counsel because he is not going to change and you are no longer in the waiting? He's come. So in other words, the counsel of this God man, God man, (laughs) 100% God, 100% man, transcends human wisdom. Far greater 
Then Solomon, who would have been the key person, if anyone, at this time of Isaiah, if anyone thought of someone who was wise, it was Solomon. Solomon, of course. Who could be wiser than Solomon? And his words. Well, this God-man, do you need to call Jesus wonderful counsellor? Are you in a season where particularly the first phrase is what you need him to be? Well, he is that. And he's not wavering in that. But maybe that's what you need to call him in this time. Romans 11.34 reminds us that his judgments and ways are unsearchably deep. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counsellor? This God man, this Messiah doesn't need a counsellor. He doesn't need a pastor. He doesn't need direction. He's 100% God, the creator of the universe. He knows you and he knows you so intimately that he is going to give you specific detail, counsel, specific and not at all faltered in any way. And he doesn't need a counsellor. That's pretty unique because anyone in in the sector, I know people who um, work in this sector and they do a wonderful job. And I know many Christian counsellors. And part of being a pastor, there's some overlap in that as well. But the, <laughs> the advice to those who work in the sector is that they also have somebody to be able to offload to and, and get direction from and mentorship and all that. And that's all wonderful. This man does not need a counsellor. Who can counsel the wonderful counsellor? Nobody. It's incomprehensible for us to understand in our human mind that somebody could be fully human when they came on earth as this baby and yet fully God. Who could out-counsel the wonderful counsellor? His plan of action is infallible and wonderfully right for you. Anything Alex and I tell you that might sound good, maybe it's not wonderfully right for you. But the wonderful counsellor of this Messiah, this God-man, is always going to be wonderfully right for you. So if you're looking for guidance in life, let me introduce you to this man. We're no longer waiting. I'm going to come to the phrase of mighty God. It's so important that we don't compartmentalise how Jesus came and, and in some strange type of understanding of how this could take place that we go, okay, he was, all right, well, he was God because he was always up there with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and I sort of understand Trinity maybe, okay, I know that God created the universe and it was they created, so Jesus was there, okay, I've got that and then he had to come, so maybe God was there, Jesus, and then he came down to be a human And then when he got risen again, maybe he's God again. Now, that's kind of how probably a a child or a young person or really a mind would break it down to understand. And yet that is not at all what happened. He will be called mighty God. This baby will be called mighty God. The nature of who he is and who he was and who he still is, is mighty God. Heroic, strong. He's God's son. He's the second person of the Trinity and the possessor of all power. Mighty, that's what mighty is. It's not weakness. He wasn't a a weak baby 
that would eventually die, rise again and be powerful again. Mighty God, from the minute he took his first human breath, mighty God. God became man and possesses the ability to carry out to the full his brilliant plans. That's why he is able to say, my plan will take place and I will do all my will. And that's later on in Isaiah chapter 46. The king is so powerful, this king, this man, that he can absorb all the evil thrown at him, which there was a lot of evil thrown at him, and unfortunately still is, until none is left to throw and he will defeat the enemy. It can all be thrown at him and he can absorb it and it doesn't change his nature. That's incredible. I know if things are thrown at me, if I watch too many things that aren't good for me, if I have conversations with people and they're swearing their heads off and all of that, if I'm in an environment that's not beneficial to me in my humanity, even as a disciple of Christ, if I don't be careful, I would start to absorb that. And that's why I would recommend strongly to be careful and cautious and don't do it too much to be in those environments because we would start to absorb that. We are not this man. We follow this man. I lay my life down. I give it all to him, but I am not this man. I am not this mighty God and I need to be careful. He doesn't, on your behalf, he does not need to be careful. He can take it all. He is mighty God. So what do you need to call him? Is it wonderful counsellor? Maybe you've forgotten the power of God and you need to call out to Him in His mightiness, in the power of God, your Messiah. Let's come to everlasting Father. So some translate this title as Father forever, everlasting, eternal. Um, it's coming, it's, it's bringing people to the idea that um, we all know the concept of birth and death. And so this is really, again, pointing to the fact that this is going to be like no other person ever born, everlasting, everlasting Father. Now, the interesting concept of that is, is that we've just, a few words earlier, it says a child is born, to us a son is given. So in the same sentence, we've got son and father. That's incomprehensible to us, to our understanding of how life works. So it's okay for things to not always be comprehensible to you if you can't break this down. It's okay. This child, this man will be a father to me and to you in the best of ways. Loving, self-sacrificing, always looking out for your best, for my best. In Psalm 103, verse 13, it says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Fatherly compassion from this king will never come to an end. He is mine and yours, my father forever. And when we, we tie this title in with the previous two, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father. We start to get that beautiful tapestry, although not 100% comprehensible to our human mind. Imagine being in the waiting and going, oh my goodness, there's a person like this coming to set everything straight. How long are we going to be waiting? Unfortunately, it was still a long time. But what hope that brought. And as we come to the final phrase, Prince of Peace, and maybe it's this one that moved me this morning. Maybe you're like me. I'm going to be real with you. Maybe this is the one that you need to call him most often, Prince of Peace. Remember I said earlier, you don't need to beg a man, God, man, Jesus, the one who always was this and is this and will be. You don't need to ask him to be this. You can save yourself 10 seconds of prayer time and, and don't, you don't need to ask him. I don't need to ask him when he comes to be with me and I, I, I stop to be with him that he would be a Prince of Peace. That's who he always is. It's his nature. He will overmatch all his enemies, all of my enemies. He will conquer the hearts of his people. He will start something as a child. And then in the the next verse after this one, in verse 7, it says that we'll never stop growing. He will do all of this without force. He disarms his enemies in a way that we don't understand and brings peace. The wondrous plans of my counsellor who has all it takes to accomplish his designs will only do and always do what is right and best for me and for you and will never strong arm me, never force me invites me gently with kindness and faithfulness and mercy and goodness so that I will be brought to a place of wanting and craving and desiring to do His will, not by force. Isaiah saw Him coming. Isaiah the prophet saw this man coming. The one, there's only one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. There's only one that fulfilled this and all of the evidence that we are no longer waiting. There was only one. Nobody else measured up to this. Even the the kings that were pretty good, nobody measured up to this nature. Not even close. Isaiah saw that there would be a one who would be God's answer, not man's answer, God's answer for sinners like you and me. He saw Jesus, the wonderful counsellor, who came with wisdom and purpose, with a perfect plan. And we get to decide the different seasons of our life what we need to call him. It doesn't mean that one becomes one of thing, one element of who he is, you know, becomes more important than the other. But as we go do, through different things, There's going to be times where I need to focus on the counsel of God, 
the infallible counsel. There's going to be times where I need to focus on the mighty power of God, especially if I'm believing for something that's impossible. There's going to be times of distress, maybe times of anxiety where I need to focus on Jesus, the Prince of Peace, not asking Him to be that, but focusing on that and coming to meet with Him. And there's going to be times where I think things are coming to an end that I'm going to need to focus on my Father forever. And we get to follow Him. This man, we get to decide if we will follow Him. He decided to come. Jesus decided that He would be the fulfilment And despite it all and and hoping in his humanity that there was another way, there wasn't another way, he had to die for us. He decided that he was the fulfillment. And what we get to decide is whether this man, this God, this Messiah is someone that we will choose to follow. To me, if I stop and think about it, it's, it's a no brainer. If nobody else measures up to this, even the people I love the most, then surely in my heart, surely there's a cavity that would say, I'm no longer waiting. He's come and all I have to do is decide whether I want to follow this man. So as we come to a close this morning, I'm going to ask us all to stand together in just a time of quiet reflection And I am aware that even though it's Christmas Day and we're in a church and you've chosen to come here on Christmas morning, that maybe not all of us have made that decision to follow this man. Fully God, fully man, the only one, the only way. And so as we all close our eyes this morning, I want to dedicate this time right now to mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor. In fact, I want to declare as your eyes are closed in this place that He's counselling people spiritually even now. He's got that wonderful plan for you. He knows exactly what is right for you. And He also knows the dangers that He's trying to lead you away from. He's a wonderful counsellor. And in this time, I just feel to focus on that for us as a church. That there's people in this place that He is counselling even now. You may not be aware, but He's even pinpointing things that you need to remove in 2023, things that you need to steer away from, good places of good, green, fresh pasture that He's going to lead you to, but He's leading you away from other things that don't reflect that. In this time right now, just in this short time, I'm going to say that there's people in this room that haven't yet fully, fully decided that this man, this Messiah, Emmanuel, Yeshua, they haven't fully decided yet that He would be the Lord of your life, 
the ruler of your heart. So if that's you, all we ask you in this time is not for us, it's just a sign of faith and a representation that you want to show the Lord in this place that, hey, that's me and I, I'm with you. That's starting to sound like a no-brainer. I need to follow this man. If that's you, we just ask you in this place that you would raise your hand. Everybody around you is not focusing on you. This is between you and God. So if that's you in this place, that you want to follow this man, the man that laid down his life for you, 100% God, would you raise your hand in this place? We're going to pray for you. And we're going to invite you into a time of prayer that would just declare that this is a day that you want to decide a start of something new. Don't wait for the new year. You can do it today. Do you need a new start? A new start following Jesus. This man, like no other, if that's you, would you raise your hand in this place? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just stay in this uh, atmosphere just for a minute. With every eye closed, the head bowed. What, what Jess has preached is uh, something so life-changing and profound that God made a way so easy for you to get right with Him. The Bible declares that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When we die, friends, and we stand before God, the reality is He wants to know what did you do with the precious gift of His Son, Jesus, who came as a humble king in a manger, coming so low to understand where you come from in your low points in humanity. That the Bible says he's a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, acquainted with your grief. That's why he is the wonderful counselor. But the sad reality is if we reject him, when we die and stand before God, the reality is it's our choice to be away from him. But he has made a way to make it so easy, friends, that if you've never given your heart to God, it's this easy. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, For if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you shall be saved. Verse 10, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you are saved. It's as simple as believing in your heart and professing with your mouth. So let's just pray this simple prayer right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your Son, Jesus, that we get to celebrate this time of the year, remembering what You've done for us. And God, I want to say sorry for my sins. I ask for Your Son, Jesus, to wash me clean by the blood shed on the cross for me. Forgive me, Lord. Make me brand new. Enter my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media on Instagram, fire.church, 
Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.